0: Bam. We're live. Where's the guest? You guys see him? I don't see the guest. There he is. Oh, no, that's not the guest. Hi. (laughs) Where is the guest? Where, (laughs) Where where is the guest? Oh boy. Mark Madsen three times to the, uh, Olympics. I wouldn't even want to fly somewhere. Um, I, I i wrote down where they were it's it, it it's i mean i guess why <laughs> i should know better but man um brazil do you know how far brazil is where else did he go darn it i didn't write it down i think he went to brazil beijing and london am i, am I right beijing and, and and the sports wrestling who uh greco-roman they, they, do you, are you familiar with all the different kinds of wrestling yeah. I, not I th- all, like intimately familiar, but I know about it. Like I think that one, does. You, you're not allowed to do leg takedowns. Yeah, I think it's all like upper body. The, I, I always think of the Greco roman as like the brute strength, the barbarian wrestling, you know? Yeah, that, it, it's pretty savage. And in, in one of his fights in the UFC, he picks a dude up, and he's carrying a dude, and the dude's punching him in the face, and then he literally just ragdolls the dude. He just throws the dude and then lands on top of him. It was crazy. This guy's a, this guy's a beast. Eleven and 0, I, I want to say. Let's see I can bring up a little factoid about him, huh? Yeah, like his sure dog, uh, Mark Madsen. I may there's a lot of Mark Madsen. I think the LA Lakers. LA Lakers coach's name is Mark. Yeah, eleven and oh. The L.A. Lakers coach name is Mark um, Madsen. So when you want to like research this guy, it's just a bunch of L.A. Lakers. You see just a ton of L.A. Lakers stuff. I don't know if it's their head coach <laughs> or what. Do you know anything about basketball? I don't know anything about basketball. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about basketball? Uh, I'm more concerned with your new headline on the clickbait stream. Ah, oh, smart. Um. Here we go. Yeah. After three years or so during my recent time away and subsequent discussion with the board and our senior team over the past weeks, I've no, decided. Mighty. Oh, oh, shit. Okay. Um, I think you can post. Um, um, You're good to go with your post, Matt.
1: Mark. Yes. Is everything working?
0: uh Oh, it, uh-oh. there I am. You look like you trained for MMA.
1: I do a little bit.
0: <laughs> Good to have you on,
1: buddy. Thank you.
0: I, I, I was um, th- three Olympics. Yes. I was just thinking about just all the stuff you have to do. That's even not. By the way, I'm Sevan. Nice to meet you.
1: Nice to meet you, Sevan. I'm Mark. I'm the Olympian.
0: <laughs> are, are Are you in um, Phoenix or are you in Denmark?
1: Uh right now I am in uh, Phoenix.
0: Okay. And and that's that's the new home for you.
1: That will be the new home for my family and I the next 2 years.
0: Yeah. It's um what a what an insane group of dudes you're you're chilling with these days. Henry Cejudo, um John Jones is over there, Figueredo, uh Wei Lee, is is Gastelum there too?
1: Gastelum is here as well. He's one of my Solid training partners, so it's quite a unique uh, group of people that have gathered here in uh, in Fight Ready at Fight Ready in uh, Scottsdale. It's, it's it's quite amazing,
0: dude. It's crazy. You know to watch out for Gastelum's left, right? You 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 have a talk with them, tell them we don't want them hitting you with that.
1: Jesus, is, is that what is that? What that is?
0: <laughs> is that from him?
1: Listen, to be honest, Kelvin is is an absolute beast. I think we can expect. You know, great things uh, coming from Gastelum in the, in the future. He, I know he this recently, is supposed he, to be
0: about you, but l- let, let's let be honest about Gastelum. Uh, Izzy's as lucky as fucking any man that he left that ring that day. Izzy's, I mean, that could have gone either way when, when he fought Izzy. I mean, he gave it to Izzy. I mean, it, kudos to Izzy for taking it, but 99 out of 100 men don't leave that ring when Gastelum does that to
1: them absolutely and i think what's what's what i find most interesting is is how much potential kelvin actually has uh, behind him i mean there's so many things that could be optimized there's so much coming coming from my olympian background you know i've been working uh, in this particular area uh, my entire life and uh, i mean i i honestly believe kelvin has you know the potential um and will be the UFC champion. I'm not sure in what weight division, but I mean his potential is enormous. And as you just said, I think he has one of the best left right hands in in the you know entire UFC. It's it's amazing. He's an amazing MMA fighter. And um I'm honored to be a, a training partner of his.
0: Uh no that's not this isn't Joe Rogan. This is Mark Madsen, but I, I understand they go to the same barber so I understand the uh mistake. Um he, it's interesting that you say that about, about him dropping weight, um, or, or, or I'm assuming you meant going down to one seventy one. I, 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 I'm not like a, I'm, I'm the, I'm the guy who spends three hours a week watching the UFC, right? I don't go too much further than that. I, unfortunately, I'm, I'm doing my hardest to stay away from Bellator, but I'm getting sucked up into that too. And, um, but that, but he, he's, he, he's, he's been fun to watch for the last five years. Gastelum and I think he started at 171 right and then he went up and definitely you can tell I mean nutrition is something where when you say he has room to work nutrition is definitely a place where he has to work I mean you see even in the um embedded series like you see he's got a mom who loves him who would just feed him until he popped if uh if if he didn't have a nutritionist
1: he got one of (laughs) the he got
0: one of those households like the whole family's trying to feed him
1: i mean all the fighters love food especially when you have to cut weight there's kind of a buffer after that but uh, i i don't know too much about uh, gaslum's diet but i i think he is making all the right decisions i mean he he chose to move out here he joined the the fight ready camp i mean the guys the teams here are putting a plan together for him not only uh, diet wise but you know nutrition physical training i mean uh, creating a solid game plan i i think i think it's quite you know i think it's interesting i think there's some interesting things coming from kelvin gaston in the future and uh, i mean he's such a cool dude
0: i know i'd like to meet him he does seem like a cool dude and he he's from cal he's from southern california right
1: well he trained in, in california but as as i understand he's uh, born and raised in Tucson uh, oh. here in in uh, in arizona so I mean but he's a great guy. We went on a shooting range the other day and uh, you know he's he's just such a cool guy to hang out with. Um we we don't go drink beers but that's definitely one of the guys that I would love to go go enjoy a beer with because he's such a cool dude.
0: Um I know a lot of you guys who watch the show you you or only know about fighting in the UFC because of the the UFC guests on I have every week or I try to have on This gentleman you are looking at is something very, 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 very special. He's still very um, – he's he's having a resurgence in a second sport. He was a Greco-Roman Olympian three times. I can't even imagine – just dealing with the red tape of going to the Olympics three times, let alone the, the, the work he did it in a real sport, Greco Roman. It wasn't that one where you push, you have the stick and you push the little thing around, or it wasn't bobsledding. This was one where um, you have to fight tooth and nail to get there in his third appearance there in 2016. um, He won the silver medal. And then at, at the same time, as he was working on his third Olympics, and feel free to correct me here, Mark, he, he started dabbling in MMA. And it sounds like there became a little um, push back and forth that de- the government in Denmark was paying him to do wrestling and they didn't want him to get hurt doing MMA. So he flirted with MMA for a couple of years. And then as soon as he won his silver medal, he jumped at the age of 34. He jumped in uh, into the deep end with MMA. And here you are.
1: Uh, yes. Here I am still undefeated
0: yeah 11-0 and 11-0 and
1: 0 and uh you're absolutely right and and i would say i i had an offer just to uh just to capture the thing with the uh, with i had two mma fights one in 2013 and one in 2014 and then um, i was still i was still a full-time let's say employed wrestler uh i wrestled for the country of denmark i was on a contract by the danish wrestling federation Um my focus was hundred percent on the olympics in rio 2016. um however i got a i got a an offer uh, from a local promotion who asked me to do uh, a couple of mma fights and i mean it's it's correct i had to i had to discuss it with the with my federation with the the olympic committee of, of denmark just to be allowed to go in there and and have some fun so with no real mma background training whatsoever i i did two professional fights i don't have any amateur experience i did two uh two fights and um i didn't lock that much mma time in the cage but i did get two wins and uh and then we decided to go back to wrestling uh, 2015 2016 and focus on on mma and um after the olympic medal at, at 2016 i felt it was time to to move on and and you know accomplish new things in life and uh, and other, I decided to to retire from wrestling and then move into MMA uh focus on on MMA 100% so I've been I've been in the sport in in my own calculation I've been in the sport of of MMA since 2018 uh and uh, I am very proud to be sitting right here talking to you about uh MMA UFC in particular because uh, it's been quite a journey and um moving into to the sport of of MMA with I mean I was with the Olympic background I think it's pretty important to have goals to set up goals to have something you know to work towards and I I told everybody when I retired wrestling that my goal was to to sign with the UFC and and to do well in the UFC and as a as you can imagine uh, as a 34 year old guy coming into MMA totally green I had a lot of people telling me that i was too old it couldn't be done i mean even mentioning the uh the champions league the ufc that was like that's impossible Um so i've had to i've had to work against the odds uh i'm the first wrestler with with greco roman experience i mean with with my credentials to to ever do mma in, in denmark so i don't really think people understood what my what my particular sk- skill set was coming into mma but uh now i'm sitting here ufc fighter undefeated i have a new fight scheduled april 9th i mean i'm proud I, i'm making the commitments I you just should decided be proud to, dude just decided to 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 move country we're not talking about jumping states here we're talking about moving my family from one country to another um joining a, a team i believe in surrounding myself with people on the same path and uh just like i'm very excited on the behalf of kelvin Gaslum, I'm, I'm equally uh, excited about my own future goals uh in, in mma because i believe with the right team with the right support i believe the sky's the limit uh, and uh, i'm here with the with the with the ultimate uh, ambition of, of winning a ufc lightweight belt
0: um i want to ask you a ton of questions about ufc but a lot of a lot of my um, viewers don't know a lot about the ufc so i want to back up just a little bit and tell me about so you're b- up for i'm obviously in the united states i think half my listeners are in the united states um w- you're born and raised in denmark yes uh sure. tiny little uh european country super cool the time i've spent there um uh i think you guys have like more bikes than you do people right huge biking uh country yes it's uh smart people clean people um they like to party they drink a lot
1: it's a nice people we know we know how to have fun it's uh i've heard i've heard denmark uh, described as a as a fairy tale country when people visit from from the big world keep in mind denmark is actually smaller than the state of arizona i believe we're around six yeah. million people uh, yeah. arizona is is around seven when i when i google it so so it's quite a it's quite a small country um,
0: arizona has more man. guns than you have people four times as many That's that's not a criticism by the way
1: <laughs> i i i would believe that i would believe that <laughs> <laughs>
0: um and, and what's it like being born in in, in denmark um what, what did you what did your parents do what were their um vocations what was their occupation
1: well um my my dad is originally educated as a as a cook as a chef my mother uh, was uh, in daycare taking care of um children so i come from a very uh i would say very normal middle class danish family um and uh it's interesting because i've i've had this discussion with a couple of people asking me like where do I come from did i have to overcome any adversity um like if you compare me to brazilians coming into mma they come from they come from a certain background that 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 makes it easy to to push forward because mma might be the only way out of the situation they're in but i mean i see myself very very lucky very fortunate uh, being raised and, and and you know born and raised in denmark with uh, with the system and wealth we have in place in uh, in Denmark, so I had a great childhood. I mean, I uh, I stumbled upon wrestling in a very early age six years old. It was my my granddad that introduced me to the sport of wrestling, and uh, I mean, I didn't have to to wrestle or to struggle. Uh, I just you know I just found it so exciting. I loved the whole the whole aspect, the grind of wrestling, and all the friends that came with it. So I've been wrestling my entire life uh, up until I, I decided to move into to MMA. But um,
0: Brothers and but, sisters? Did you have brothers and sisters you were physical with?
1: Uh, not really. I'm the oldest of five. Uh, oh, wow. Wow. So I am equally undefeated, unchallenged in my,
0: <laughs> uh, in my, uh, in my family.
1: And so the, the funny thing is uh, I'm the only wrestler. There's no one else in my family that, that used to wrestle or none of my brothers that are wrestling now. They, they tried a little bit, but they, none of them got, got stuck. So it's, uh, it's something I, I... that I like to do.
0: Are Denmarkians um, affectionate people? Like I'm Armenian and my family's so affectionate. Like if my uncles and aunts were always carrying me, my mom always had like a hand up my shirt or like was squeezing me or my dad was always pulling my ear, pinching me. Like uh, just Armenians are just crazy affectionate, right? They're just always, someone's always pulling, grabbing me, pinching me too hard, squeezing me, slapping me on the butt when I was a kid. Was it like that? Is that how Denmark is or is it more reserved? because I know the reason why I ask is I see this community of martial arts. My kids are in martial arts. I don't do martial arts. And and I have three little boys. They've been doing it three years. And I cannot believe how different they are. They're so physical. Everyone they yeah. see, they hug, they hold. Any adult they see, even if like my kid's two feet tall and he'll see his ne- his cousin who's six feet tall, he gr- he tries to single leg a six foot 18 year old. And my son's <laughs> like seven. I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, they just can't <laughs> stop touching each other.
1: Well, i am <laughs> I, I think you know we're talking about a, a country so
0: yeah like the culture of your people is it is it opposite of wrestling I think of Denmarkians as maybe being a little more reserved just all of Europe is like not being a touchy-feely people except for those Italians over there they got to kiss everything um <laughs> but but then you do a sport where it's the exact opposite where you just lay around on men, and every picture you guys are holding each other and
1: yeah, I would. I would prefer not to talk on behalf of the entire country of Denmark. All right.
0: Uh, I, I, <laughs> Why not? I can you can do politics to... after this. Why not? Let's give it a stab. Let's. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's. Let's. So, let's just let's be prejudiced and lump them all in the one pile.
1: Yes. Let's be careful here, though. But but I mean, we as a family might be more reserved as uh, as as you describe. Uh, I've 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 traveled the world with wrestling. I've met so many different countries. I actually went to uh, to Armenia. I did a, a World Cup there. Great people.
0: I like you more now.
1: I mean, and talking about wrestling, right? Armenia is one of the best wrestling uh, nations in the world. I mean, I've wrestled Armen Jufalakian, uh, the the son of a a very famous Olympic champ. Um, so I I know a lot of Armenian. Uh, wrestlers and you know great people and um, but talking about danish people might be a little bit more reserved than uh, than what you describe. Um i can i can relate to a, a vacation i did with my family in egypt and egypt is kind of comes up of a more open culture as well in terms of touching uh, and and i remember my son being very shocked uh, about all the you know all the all the people that wanted to touch him with, you know, the blonde, my son is, is very white. He's all blonde. And everybody was like, Oh my God. And they wanted to touch him. <laughs> hug him, and, kiss him. That's uh, awesome. and he, I, I mean, he came home from, from that vacation with kind of a trauma, trauma because he, he, didn't want that kind of attention. He just preferred being, uh, you know, being on his own, being with his family, enjoying his time, yeah. not being, uh, you know, situated there uh, <laughs> with a lot of people. So, I mean, the, the the culture might be uh, might be a little more dif- different in in the in the northern European countries uh, than than what you ex- experience in the south.
0: Is your grandfather still alive?
1: My grandfather unfortunately passed away uh, a couple of years ago.
0: It is, um, but he did get to see you go to the um, Olympics.
1: He did get to see me go to the Olympics, and I, I mean,
0: all three times
1: yes and and he could not have been more proud of, yeah, that's... Uh, of the accomplishment that that you know that back in the days he uh, i mean i was hanging out my, my mother was, uh, was 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 trying with a she was a single my, my both of my parents are divorced so she was a single mother with, with two kids and she was uh getting an education meanwhile taking care of of my brother and i back then and um so I hang out with my grand grandfather at the local arena and uh, and you know I would run up and down the stairs I, I couldn't be controlled uh, I was I had a lot of energy back then and uh, I still have but uh, but he introduced me to wrestling and I mean sometimes the smallest you know decisions thoughts May end up having the biggest impact on a, on a person's life, and and I have to say, the decision my grand grandfather took that day of introducing me to wrestling, kind of, you know, it, it took me on a path. It took took my life in a direction that that was meaningful and had pur- purpose, and uh, I'm very grateful for that decision back then. And I know he he's looking down from somewhere up there, and and I couldn't be more proud of of the decision of the, the accomplishments that I made, but also the person that, that wrestling and mixed martial art arts has, has made me into.
0: Um, you said you're the oldest child. Um, my, my dad's the oldest out of, out of nine or 10 children. Wow. Yeah. And, and he, and he was born in Lebanon, um, in Beirut and things a, a, a little different than you. you um, his parents weren't divorced, but my grandfather was away in the, in the, in the army all the time. So basically he would come home, have sex with my grandmother, get her pregnant. And she'd have another kid and he'd go away again. That was like, and, and, and since my dad was the oldest, he was stuck taking care of them. Right. And and mm-hmm. it's, it's, I can tell it's left a pretty gnarly impact on my dad. Like my dad is um, too nice. He doesn't have any selfishness in him and it's, it's made, he needs to be way more selfish. It's made him um, – there's a point where – anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that as I have trouble checking. How is it that – I'm assuming that with your parents' divorce and you as the oldest child that there's this burden of you to take care of everyone. And, and, and so well, there – and then how are you able to do something like move to Phoenix? I guess you took your family with you and spent so much time on yourself. Isn't that the opposite of the way you were programmed?
1: I can, uh, Seven, I can definitely relate to that. Um, I wouldn't call it a burden taking care of my my brother. Okay,
0: sorry. Yeah, I apologize for using that word.
1: I I would the I would honor, call it a, the honor. A blessing, <laughs> a blessing, because I've had the opportunity to impact my brother's life as well. Um, <laughs> and I I mean, it's never it's never really black or white, right? There's always something in between, and and it's been a blessing. But I've also had to given my credentials and and the things that i've accomplished I've, I've had to be careful not to apply too much pressure on my brothers i mean i've been one of the best in the world for a period of maybe more than 10 15 years uh, which is something i'm very proud of Um but that's that's something that i wanted to do that's something i wanted to accomplish so i mean it, there's always it's there's always something in between right because i don't want my brothers to to grow up or to be living with that kind of pressure. Um, but but I mean, moving back to the decision of, of moving to Phoenix, my brothers, my family are doing well. Uh, everybody is on, on their own path now, uh, grown up. And I have, I have an ambition. I have a goal of, of winning a UFC lightweight belt. And I mean, I believe in intentions. I mean, we might have an intention to wake up and, and be positive one day, but if the environment is not geared towards your intentions, I believe environment will beat intentions nine out of ten times. I mean, what will beat to,
0: intentions? What was the word you used?
1: Uh, intention versus environment. So, I mean, I could have stayed in Denmark with the intention of of, of winning a UFC lightweight belt, but if the environment is not geared towards Winning that, and we're talking about trainers. We're talking about uh, training partners. We're talking about mm. the facilities that I require. Um, especially with my, you know, my knowledge from from my Olympic backgrounds, I know that intentions are great. They will get me up four a.m. in the morning if I if I need to. But environment, you know, the right people, uh, right training partners um, are crucial in in order to succeed in uh, at, at the highest level in in sports so this is i mean this decision of, of moving to phoenix is selfish it's something i want to do for myself but also for my family uh, i'm moving here to to put myself in the best possible position in order to accomplish what i want to accomplish but i also have to say we, we're moving from one country to another country and and looking back if we start with the finish of this two-year journey uh. My family and I have to be able to look back on this journey and and have accumulated a lot of great experiences. I mean, looking back at at an amazing time. And right now I'm sitting here in Scottsdale. I mean, the sun is shining outside. I have practiced in like a couple of hours with some of the best guys in the sports. I managed to move myself from a a situation with not that good... (laughs) possibilities of an outcome uh into something with you know all the all the possibilities
0: i don't I, I i the the truth is too and it can't be said that you are training with the best guys in the world by by far maybe there's other best guys in the world too but they wouldn't ha- let you in there if they didn't think you were going to sharpen them. Uh, you said that's really, really fascinating. What you said—it's so obvious, but you said it so well. Every every aspect of there has to have the intention of carrying to victory. This isn't a gate. This isn't a um, as you called your first two fights a hobby. Mm-hmm. This is a. It, you, you guys all know you have to do the journey and be present for it, but this is about getting to point B. This is not about. Like this is, and all of those people have to have that same intention. Yeah. And what a huge compliment it is to you, to each of you, that each of you accept the other person. Like if they thought someone was if, if John Jones, I have to assume thought that someone was wasting his time, even a tiny bit, he'd be like, get the fuck out. Right. I mean, and it's nuts. And then between you and Henry and, and I don't know who else there um, has, uh, um, has been to the Olympics. There's just such a wealth of top level competition there. From everywhere,
1: mm-hmm. which is kind of amazing and extraordinary. And and you're absolutely right. I feel very, um, very blessed that I am able to be a, a part of that group of extraordinary people. But equally, I think I think everybody has a plan, right? Um,
0: I don't know. I, I don't know <laughs> if I, I don't have a plan. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have a plan to, when I'm done talking to you to go to the skate park with my kids i'm gonna well, try not i'm gonna try not to drink any alcohol today you know those those are my plans not not to become ufc champion
1: well that's i, I mean that sounds like a plan of of having fun so god i wish if say- you were
0: my brother i'd be fucked
1: <laughs>
0: my pet my parents would hate me
1: <laughs> yeah that's what i'm talking about so we need we need to loosen up a little bit but no what the thing is 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 great here is is i have people around me that challenge every aspect of my approach towards the sport. And I've been an Olympian my entire life and being an Olympian, three-time Olympian. That's a span over eight years, maybe even 12 because you need time to prepare for the first one. Uh, yes, sir. And then you have time leading up to that. So, I mean, it, it's a mindset. It's a, it's a personality trait. It's a lifestyle that I've enjoyed and encompassed for the most of my life. Uh, it's a lifestyle that I find fascinating. And uh, I mean, you might you might even call me a sports nerd because i I love going into details, and that's really one of the things that I find very giving coming here that I have guys challenging the things that I have learned and accumulated over a, a long long time span in, in the sport of wrestling so i'm I'm excited I'm excited
0: yeah, you should be um how old were you when your parents got divorced?
1: I was six years old.
0: Do you remember it?
1: Not really. I don't. I don't remember uh, that much of the divorce. And it's actually a, it's it's quite an interesting question, right? Because you're asking me to look back in time, long, long way back. That's the same
0: year your dad, your grandfather, introduced you to wrestling.
1: Yes. Do you, I, do you? I don't recall any. I mean, I recall a lot of things from my childhood, but I I, I don't recall any specifics in terms of of the divorce.
0: Uh, my parents divorced when I was three. I, I when I when I think I re, my mom and my sister and I moved out, and I rem, and I remember that I don't remember it being awkward at all. You know, they kept me, you know, in the dark. Um, Mm -hmm. and I remember just my dad would still come over and have dinner or hang out or, and then I would see him on the weekends, but it was normal. But my sister was older. My sister was your age. She was six. And I, I just think now I have three boys now. And like, I just can't imagine. Um, and, and I'm not judging my parents for it, but I just can't imagine, uh, divorcing my wife. I just can't like what would happen to the kids. I mean if we, I love my wife too. Uh, sorry Haley, I'm not I'm not, I'm not I'm not I'm not thinking about kicking you to the curb or nothing. But um do do you ever when you got married and had kids were you like okay, I'm going to do this differently or do, do, how do, how do you view the importance of a mother and father for your how old are your kids?
1: I have a I have a son that's 10 and then I have a daughter at 5.
0: Okay. And and how do you, do you view the importance of staying with your wife, you know, differently? Or do you think about the fact that you didn't have a father and a mother and at, in the same house and how that's different for your kids?
1: I mean, I'm, uh, I'm all about family first. I think, uh, no matter what I do as a profession, um, we all have to introduce ourselves at one time, right? We meet, we meet new people and, and we have to introduce ourselves, uh, I mean, I would, I'm always introducing myself as a family man. It's family first. That's the most important thing in my, no matter what I do, no matter how high my goals are, what I want to accomplish it. It's, I mean, I need that anger. I need my family to be safe, to be happy, to, to, to thrive. And um, that's always been a, a, you know, an anger uh, in my life and and oh anchor
0: that, anchor okay anchor I was trying to figure out what that word okay as an anchor yes by anchor you mean a motivation
1: I mean family first everything I do has to be uh, surrounded uh, around my family it has to do good things for my family I mean right now I'm 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 staying alone in in Scottsdale I'm waiting for my family to come over there probably coming over in a couple of weeks staying with me a couple of weeks and then going back to Denmark until we do the final move. But this, this period is, is by far the, the, I mean, the hardest thing to do at all, staying away from my family, Yes. even a couple of weeks, I mean, it's, I have to be honest, that's the, that's the, I mean, I I'm in, I'm in mixed martial arts it's considered to be one of the toughest sports in the world. you, you see a little little scratch here that's only a minor cut in terms of what I go and, through and that's life. from
0: practice and that's from practice that's, <laughs> that's, not that's from practice.
1: Right. <laughs> I mean what I do is uh, and what I've done my entire life would be con- considered as some of <laughs> the most brutal thing you can go through. Uh.
0: You get hurt every day in practice on a level that most people will never get hurt their whole life. Imagine that like people hit you every day in practice where if they were to hit my mom like that, she'd be like, fuck it. I'm done. Like I quit. I'm killing myself. You know what I mean? It'd be like uh, you probably get hit in practice is uh, I wonder what the stat is. you probably get hit in practice every day hard enough to kill half the population like anyone who's like obese and over 50.
1: It certainly so, happens. I but yeah, I try yeah. not to, but but I would just say <laughs> I mean I know you guys try not to, but I mean <laughs> you have just forearms
0: and cock and balls and ass and just shit flying around everywhere. It's just nuts. What you guys do is nuts.
1: Yes. But
0: even sweat, to- sweat people are worried about people are worried about a, a virus and you have other dudes sweat dripping in you eighteen hours a day.
1: Yeah. COVID is uh, COVID is 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 it's not a big
0: how worry- could the MMA yeah <laughs> My kids' jujitsu, it's like a joke. It's like, come on, man. Everyone's Absolutely. just fucking on top of each other in a pile, <laughs> licking each other.
1: Yeah, so you have to imagine the, the immune system must be pretty strong, right? I mean, that's one of the good things coming out of this.
0: My kids every single day – sorry, we'll, we're going to get back to your family a second. My kids every single day will be at the skate park or, or anywhere. I'll see them. I have two five-year-olds and a seven-year-old. They'll take their hand and like drag it down like 60 feet of railing where everyone's hands are. And then two seconds later, they'll be like licking their hand. I'm like, I, and, and I'm supposed to put a mask on this kid? I don't fucking think so. There's no hope. There's nothing. That I'm not putting. This is crazy. Hey, good congratulations landing in Phoenix. If if you're not afraid, that's the place you want to be. I I was in Scottsdale a few months ago, and and coming back to California, I was like, man, you guys all need to take a trip to Scottsdale. Scottsdale's cool.
1: Absolutely, and I think one of the, I mean. It's been great coming here. Uh, it's also very, very joyful to see that the Danish government just removed COVID as a as a critical disease. Oh, cool! So, yeah. so right now the entire Denmark if, in Denmark is taking a different approach toward COVID. And uh, I mean, the COVID is that. a diff, it's a it's a big discussion, right? But um, I mean, I I like I like the way people are are looking at at COVID in Scottsdale. And um, I mean. Maybe based on on what I do for a living, I'm 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 not that concerned. Uh, I've had COVID three times.
0: Do, um, do you, like you tested on three different occasions, you tested positive for it.
1: Yes, and yeah. one of the times I was actually in camp. I had two trainings a day, two sessions a day, and uh, I tested positive. And I did feel like I have to say I did feel a little bit tired. I didn't recover as well as as I used to, but I was able to do two trainings a day but this was the third time I tested positive. So, you know, my body might've been adjusted. Uh, I mean, the natural response you get from, from getting, getting the flu or getting sick must have done something. But, um,
0: Did you, did you get the vaccine?
1: I I am vaccinated too, because one of the things that I needed to get in order to pursue my dream of, of going to America was to be vaccinated, fully vaccinated. Yeah. Those I'm sorry jobs.
0: that I'm- if I was president, I would have never made you do that. I'd have been like, "Hey, this is a healthy Olympian. We need him here in this country, so other Americans can see what a healthy man looks like." But, 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 but that's just I've, me. I'm, I'm not the president. And it's interesting. Rather- it's interesting that you've had it three times and you've been vaccinated, because I always have this concern that um, the vaccine forces your immune system just to look for German shepherds, and then all the yeah. other dogs can come get you. You know what I mean? Whereas if you get it and you're not vaccinated, your whole immune system's like, okay, dogs are bad. They bite. And then they, it fights off all the dogs. That's kind of my, my theory. I'm no scientist, but I'm smarter than most of them. Logically. Smarter. <laughs> I don't have an intimate knowledge with the, uh, the chemistry of it all, but I can still think I know two plus two is four.
1: I think, I think the natural, you know, mm-hmm. immune response is, is probably one of the most powerful things that, that we can do. And just like I'm training my body every day uh, in terms of sport, I, I do believe that we should be training our immune response as well. So I'm not saying not to get vaccinated or right. I mean I'm not saying to get get covid but I I I do believe in the natural way I, I think it's just I mean some of the things that's going on right now is is unnatural. It's unnatural and um I mean we we might have smarter people based on education and stuff but I mean
0: but you get a free McDonald's if you get vaccinated, so that's cool.
1: Oh, you do, you do. I, I didn't get anything in Denmark, <laughs> but I did it to come here, so that's commitment.
0: <laughs> that is that is serious commitment. Um, so when you, do you remember this this first session that your when your grandmother grandfather introduced you at six? Do you remember? Um, can you t- walk me through what that looks like? Did he take you to a training center? Did he wrestle with you?
1: I, I actually, I do remember that uh, it had such a big impact on, on me. And uh, that was, he was the, the janitor of a, of a big arena at, at, in my local, local city. And, you know, way back, way back in the arena behind uh, two big, big brown doors. That was like two double doors. Uh, the wrestlers were, were working out. And I remember the big, I still, to this day, remember the big brown doors. I remember coming into the uh, you know the the place where they trained I remember the smell I remember all the kids running around I remember the heat the intensity um so I I remember the uh, like
0: the moisture in the air like there's too many people in here working too hard like it's like dripping from the ceiling shit
1: yes the atmosphere in a in a wrestling uh, <laughs> In a wrestling area is, is is quite unique. It's just like you you mentioned from the BJJ. Too many people in a in a close close area. Yeah, the, the air is tight. It's like there's kind of an electricity because people are going at it. And there's this uh, competitive atmosphere. And uh, I mean, Jesus, I get all. I mean, I get all pumped just talking about it. I get excited for training right now.
0: You weren't scared. You weren't like six years old, and you're like, no, no, grandpa, I don't want to touch these i don't want to wrestle with these boys
1: no i wanted to compete with these boys you did i mean even even being taller even being bigger being wider yeah i wanted i wanted to beat these guys from day one
0: hey um have you see, when when you come here like um I mean, like you said you've been to armenia i saw that um, you've been to iran you've trained over there you've trained in japan you've trained all over the world um um when you what do, what do you think about the, these guys, this um, uh, Nicky Rodriguez? Do you know the, him, the B-team over in Austin? Like when you see those videos or if you've seen those videos, does any part of you are like, hey, I want to go down there for the weekend and, and see what the fuck's going on over there?
1: I haven't seen any of those uh, videos.
0: You haven't seen this guy? Do you do you follow any of the BJJ scene like Gordon Ryan and Nicky Rodriguez and like the ADCC stuff?
1: I follow. I follow a little bit. Uh, online i uh, i'd like to stay focused in the present uh understood focus on, focus on my own training here i mean putting putting the trust in in my coaches and and trusting that they know how to develop a fighter like me um, yeah so no i would rather stay here and if i'm going outside the gym that would be in the, in you know in in coordination with with my coaching team saying like okay we need to develop your PGJ skills this is where you want to go we want to find the best place where you can develop and and, and so on so i mean
0: makes total looking, sense
1: looking online uh, looking on social media you might see a lot of good stuff going on right you yeah. might see you might it, it might look a lot better, better online than what you experience when you get there Right. And I mean that the place that I'm at right now I've been looking for a place like this since I since I started MMA full time. And, and I actually did a little bit of traveling. I I was I was gym traveling a little bit in the states to find the right place and this just seemed like the right fit and and I believe I do believe social media sometimes give you the the idea that the grass might be greener on the other yes, side
0: yes yes 99 percent of the time i think i think you're being very uh reserved <laughs> in your explanation
1: <laughs> so so i mean and and i i've, I've had that experience as well uh, looking looking on social media at a gym and, and thinking that was back in that was back in denmark thinking like wow oh my god they're so good they're so successful I want to join this team. I came up for a practice and I stayed there for like five minutes and I knew right away this is not the place that's gonna develop me as a fighter. There's not a place that I want to be a part of. The atmosphere is just wrong. Yeah. It's not something that I can identify with, that I can relate to. So I mean, it's I sport is is as personal as as it gets, right? Because you need to you need to find the things that can develop you or that you like. I mean, this is not only about being an Olympian or having a goal and stuff. You also have to be in a place where you actually enjoy the things that you're doing, that you're excited to go to work, that, that you love going to work, that you love hanging out with the peoples that are that are surround, surrounding you. So, I mean, surround yourself with people on the same path. It's not just, you know, about surrounding yourself with people on world-class level. It's about surrounding you with people that you actually like uh, then that that can do good things for you, but but that you also feel that you can that you can do give back to and do good things for.
0: How do you learn? What can you just it, like if you're if you're if you're at the gym and you see um gas shadow boxing, do you learn from that, or if do you need someone to verbalize it, or what how do you how does Mark Madsen learn when you're in there?
1: I believe i'm very visual so watching uh a fighter like Kelvin Gastelum move around that is something that helps me enormous uh, and 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 just being able to watch fighters fight uh, study their movement analyze their movement their pattern and um, is such a great tool for me but also talking to people listening like why is it we move around to that side why do we step on that side like Nerding a little bit with all the details, having the insight in 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 the championship mindset, the the fight IQ, is also something that is that I'm benefiting ben, benefiting from a lot. So, I mean, I'm very visual, but but also from from talking with some of the people that that have an idea of. I mean, I have a black belt in wrestling. That's what I do. I, I might be the the most credential Gregor Roman wrestler to ever join the UFC so what i do i'm the best at what i do in the world in the entire ufc uh finding people with the same knowledge in the different areas of mma which is i mean mixed martial arts you have wrestling you have boxing you have judo you have you have the mix of all known martial arts right and finding people that knows that have the same knowledge of their field as i have in wrestling is uh, is something that i'm that I'm searching for and something that I've found down here.
0: So, so you, you see them dancing around, you see them doing their, their dance, their fight dance. And then, but you also like to hear it. Do you, do you like to hear it talked about for like intellectual justification? So you're like, I see that I like it. I can mimic it. But, but then, then you like someone to talk to you about it and be like, Hey, the reason why this is good is because X, Y, and Z. If they have high kicks, this is what you want to do. If you have low, kind of like chess.
1: Absolutely. And I see, I see MMA as a, as a kind of chess. It's a violent kind of chess, but it is, it is, I mean, you react and the guy react. So, or, or you react and the guy reacts. So it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a chess game where you might have different consequences than than you would have in a, in a chess game. But yes, I believe, uh, I believe in the whole, uh, you need to have a, an idea of why you're doing the stuff you're doing in there. Uh, me as a fighter, I don't want to be on my back. That's related to wrestling. I don't, I'm not comfortable on my back. I know a lot of BJJ guys are very comfortable on the back. I don't like being on my back. Uh, so that's one of the things that
0: Is that people, where the sports headed to? I feel like that that's kind of going away. Like more and more guys are realizing like that maybe that that's not the good place to be anymore. Is it evolving uh, that way or are you too new to it to know? Just
1: I I would I would not I would probably say that I'm too new to to know the sport. I can just say It seems like it's
0: top. a healthy a healthy intuition to not want to be on your back.
1: Yes. I mean, you, you can still do a lot of great submissions from, from the back and I've, you know, I've uh, rolled with a couple of guys that are great on the back where I have to be very careful on, on what I do, but I mean, staying on top is always a good, good thing, not only in, in wrestling, but MMA and, and MMA in and life, right? Stay on yes. top. Yes. That's a winning position.
0: Unless she's really nice. Um, and, um, <laughs> I, I tell me about Greco-Roman wrestling. You guys, I don't know anything about it. You guys don't do takedowns. You guys don't grab legs. Like I, every every video I see of you, you're picking someone up and just throwing them around like a ragdoll. You guys
1: don't do leg takedowns. No. So you would have two Olympic styles. You would have freestyle, which is what we what we know from American wrestling. It's it's kind of like folk style. Uh, Greco-Roman is it's only allowed to throw people and and grab people above the waist. Um, which is the biggest difference in in freestyle? You're allowed to grab legs. Uh, you're not allowed to grab legs or use legs in in Greco-Roman, which um, makes it a little bit different.
0: Yeah. So t- so, tell me the cons of being programmed to not grab the legs, and then the and then the the, the pro. The pro, the you know, the the benefits of of being so specialized at grabbing above the waist. I, I do want to mention one thing that I saw. It was a fight you had, it's in your highlight reel. I'm I'm sure I'm not gonna describe it correctly, but you grab a guy and you pick him up. And it, it, and and he starts punching you in the face and basically he's not only punching you with his fist while you're holding him in the air he looks like a kid having a temper tantrum he's not only punching you in the face but he's like dragging his forearm then across your face and elbowing you and then you take either one or two of those and then you realize fuck this and you just you just i don't even know how you do it you throw him to the ground like he weighs like 20 pounds you just, just your whole body just jerks and you guys go flying. And I, and then I think you end up beating them like in 42 seconds. I think that was like the beginning of the end. It was very early in the fight. Um, so my first question is what, what are the, the benefits of not of being so disciplined of having to focus on the top people? And the second thing is, was that delay that he got that punch in something that you need to work on? Because it's like, Hey, in your, in the Olympics, no one would have punched you in the face. You could have hung out there for a second and got situated. <laughs> So those are my two questions.
1: Yeah, I, uh, th- I think that was yeah, it was like crushing a can, right?
0: Him? I don't know what you did. You basically he punch you pick him up and you're like, oh, this guy's fucked. And then he starts punching yes. you in the face. And then you, it's like it's like you almost like you realize, oh shit, I'm MMA, not uh, not wrestling. Yes. And then you just fucking demolish him. He goes flying. I think you go flying with him and land on top of him, and you make him pay dearly. Yes, I mean, you ground and pound that was- him to pieces.
1: That was actually my first fight in in MMA. That was the fight I, I mentioned in two thousand thirteen with no MMA experience, no real practice leading up to that. Uh, I mean, that was pure wrestling. So I I think having a black belt in anything, I mean, whether it be boxing, wrestling, Gregor, or freestyle, I mean, just having a a, a black belt in that, you know, being comfortable in that situation, that gives you the ability to focus on other stuff i know if i'm if i land in a clinch with anybody that's going to be where i'm comfortable i'm the i'm the best in the world in in mma when it comes to the clinch so that that alone gives me the you know gives me the ability to to be working on other stuff because i know when i'm in here i know exactly what to do i know to I, i mean i know how to get a guy down but it also challenges a little bit because i've not been used to people grabbing my legs So that's something that I've been working a lot on, which is also why I'm down here. I mean, uh, Arizona is a great wrestling state. You have ASU, you have a lot of, you have Valiant Wrestling, which is a a high school that is killing most of the country in in, in wrestling. So, I mean, great wrestlers down here in folk style, freestyle, you have Henry Cejudo, Olympic champion, freestyle. I mean, I need to learn more about freestyle uh, and folk style, you know, getting comfortable with people grabbing my leg. And that's something we've, you know, we've put a lot of work into and it's something that's beginning to be fun now because I have the power. That that's another thing that I would say is the is the big advantages of uh, of, of doing Gregor Roman. You have you have like a up your upper strength body wise is, is second to none. The yeah, you look so can...
0: strong it looks freakish. And I know a lot of really, really strong people, but I don't think I mean really strong people. And I don't think I could, any of them could do what you do, even though they're probably four times as strong as you. I, I don't think that they can throw a 150 pound man the way you did they're, I know they can't. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, weird. We, I mean it, it wasn't even like you used momentum.
1: You were holding him. It, it's, it's <laughs> I mean, <and> then, <laughs> I mean, a lot is technique, a lot is technique, but, but it requires a lot of power. And that's, that's power that has been accumulated through a whole life of, of Greg Roman. So, I mean,
0: you threw him like a fastball, like a pitcher throws a fastball, but it was another dude. It wasn't a ball.
1: Exactly. And we need yeah. him. We need him to land as hard as the ball. We need him. <laughs> yeah. to, we can knock a out. That would be good. But I mean, there's a lot of pros. There's a lot of cons. Um, we've had great Gregor Roman wrestlers joining the UFC before. Before me, Randy Couture uh, had a had a great Gregor <laughs> Roman base. You had Dan Henderson. You had Matt Lindland. <laughs> So there's been a couple of very, very good, very talented uh, Greco-Roman wrestlers that has joined the the MMA and UFC in particular, and has done amazing. I mean, Randy Couture was 43 years old when he won the the UFC belt uh, last time. So Dan I mean, Henderson
0: was a was a, a Greco-Roman wrestler. I didn't know that.
1: Yes, and he was a two-time wow. Olympian as well in in Greco-Roman wrestling. So I mean, he he has some of the same or The same base as as i have he also knows folk style and freestyle based on his college experience high school experience in in the states but i mean it's a great base wrestling is a very great good base to have in in mma and um the guys down here they know exactly how to apply that i mean a guy like henry knows exactly how to apply wrestling in mma and he also knows how to do a good good game plan uh Him and the rest of the team, uh, Santino and and Eddie, who who are coaching down here. So,
0: Are you good at staying with the game plan? It seems like it would be the hardest sport in the world to stay on your game plan. Like there's just too much shit going on and too much emotion.
1: I might be a little bit too good to stay uh, stay with the game plan uh, because you also need that ability to be loose in there. And if you make a game plan, I mean, a game plan is good until you get punched in the face, which will happen in MMA. So you also need the ability to move from play A to B to C uh, to being able to adjust in there, uh, no matter what, what comes at you. So, I mean, I'm learning, I'm adapting and uh, I believe I will develop in a rapid pace with, uh, with the right people around me. And and, I mean, so let's go, let's get that belt. That's why we're Um, here.
0: It's a crazy division you're in. Um, you're you're. you're uh, I want to say this and be the uh, most complimentary because I mean it in a complimentary way. But we we saw what happened to Ben Askren. Something he he. I don't want to take any say be disrespectful to him at all. I I mean the, the guy is amazing, but you see he he didn't look like he belonged in MMA. He 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 just seemed a little like he needed more development with his striking, and. But then we saw you in there with Clay and you were jabbing him. And he's a tornado. Uh, Were you pretty, were you pretty like, when you were in there with him and then afterwards as you reflect, were you like, holy shit, I'm fucking punching this guy in the face? (laughs) I mean, because you would think that it just, you would think that no matter how much you train, I'm sure Ben Askren trained boxing like to death and then he gets in there and it's just gone, right? Like you just go back to what you know.
1: Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I think that would be natural, but one of the things that I'm, I'm very good at learning new skills, adapting to new skills. Boxing in particular, Muay Thai, um, you know, throwing knees in there, throwing elbows in there, and, and I mean, the way, camps are being run down here, makes it easy for me to bring what I what I learn at practice into the fight. So I mean, no, that was I mean jabbing, jabbing clay. He's a tornado. He's an amazing fighter. He uh, he went on to beat Santos in the next fight. He uh, looks so
0: good against you. It's crazy how good he looked against you. It's it's kind of unbelievable. He's as old as he is. I mean, he is nuts.
1: And his cardio is amazing. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it's uh, a <laughs> that that was. I mean.
0: He's the Tasmanian right. Devil of MMA. Do you know that cartoon? That thing that spins yes, around and just fucking exactly. destroys shit. Yeah, he's that guy.
1: Yeah, and then you throw some rock and roll in there, and you have clay. Yeah, amazing fighter, legend well, um, of the sport.
0: Are you are 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 some of those jabs when you first start throwing them? Like you have to like actually force yourself to do it. You know what I mean? Like almost like I don't know if you ever skateboarded or did any board sports, but like when you switch feet, like when you switch from like regular to goofy, and you're practicing, is like man, I really don't want to punch, but I have to, I train this. Is it like that or no? By the time you get in there, it seems natural.
1: I mean, at the beginning, being a wrestler my entire life, punching was so weird. I mean, that was challenging. Just having, you Did know, Did you ever feel intention- like you were
0: cheating? Like I can't do this.
1: <laughs> a little bit and yeah. having the intention of, of punching a guy, hurting a guy. I mean, not just jabbing a guy, but actually punching him to knock him out. Yeah. That felt, that felt, very weird. Uh, and you have was, one
0: punch knockout power, which is bizarre, right?
1: Yes, you're so, knocking dude. I mean,
0: dudes who get hit by you, they don't like it. They go to sleep.
1: When I land, they go out. So yeah. it's 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 all about you know working myself into that position where I can land that punch. And but I mean, it's natural now. It's another day at the office. I mean, some some people might go in there and, and be texting on a computer. I mean, when I go in at the office, I'm there to punch a guy. I'm there to choke a guy out. And that's just that's just another day at the at the office right now. And I mean, that's the whole mindset. You do something, no matter how uncomfortable it makes you, no matter how uncomfortable it may feel, if you do it enough, if you have enough repetition, that will just be the new normal. And that was kind of the process that I've had to push myself through uh, in in the short time span I've been in MMA. I mean, making something Very different, very challenging, uh, make it normal. And I, I believe and feel that's where we're at right now. It's not, it's not uncomfortable anymore to, to be in there. It's just a, it's just a day at the office.
0: Um, your, your life is, is intense, um, more intense than, than, um, People can even imagine fifty nine minutes into this interview. your wife was diagnosed with MS. you have two kids. you've been to the Olympics uh, uh, three three times. Mm-hmm. your your house um, you had to leave your house because of a black mold problem. Uh, when when you tell that story, I don't think other people relate to it as well as me. I purchased a house with every single penny that I had in my life. I was told that it had new plumbing. I moved into my house and all the toilets backed up and it cost a hundred thousand dollars to fix it because I don't, there's nowhere to crawl under my house. It was in a cement slab and -hmm. it was a fit and it was 50, a 50 year old pipe that was like a hundred feet long. And I had to move out of my house. Exact same thing as you. They had to tear my whole house apart down to the foundation and replace the plumbing. And, 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 uh, It it ruined me. I mean, I mean, I was like so angry for like a year. I fucking hated those people behind that shit who lied to me. Um, (laughs) And and you have kids and you have this wife. And there was there was there was another piece that was crazy. What was the third thing? Uh, uh, Oh, and, and 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 you had your jaw broken and then you got an infection in your jaw. And for people who don't know how gnarly that is, my wife got an infection in her knee and they couldn't figure out – they couldn't grow it in a culture, and they told her, hey, we're going to cut out a chunk of your knee, but if this doesn't work, we have to start considering amputating your fucking leg. So he got an infection in his jaw, and and, 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 you, and you you had your jaw broken in a fight. You won the fight. Congratulations. That's pretty badass. Then you had surgery, and then the surgery didn't work, so you had to have a second surgery. Yeah, it's, yes. a, fuck, it's crazy. Was there an infection in there? Yes. Yeah, that's nuts. Did they ever say that like, hey, we might have to fucking remove your jaw?
1: Uh, they, no, they were antibiotics
0: they did, working?
1: Yeah, uh, they didn't say that, but they had to they had to they put in a titanium um they actually they gave me a titanium jaw. And I mean That's there, not your real
0: jaw we're looking at?
1: Now it is because they had to take out the they had to take out the whole piece because it was infected. So but Sivan, it's I mean life it hits us all. I mean, we had more coming at us 2021 than I have had. I mean, my family and I have combined the last 10, 20 years. And I you mean, thought that maybe your unreal. MMA
0: career was over. You thought, okay, maybe it's time. I'm just going to settle in Denmark, get a job at a local high school, teach wrestling. Like you, like those thoughts were creeping in. Like, how am I going to overcome? This is too much. These are too many things.
1: Absolutely i i mean the thought was there i think it's we had so much coming at us Um the house was you know was being pulled apart like even the roof there was nothing left there's nothing left of our house it's been completely rebuilt i had a wife with ms that was really really uh, bad at the time she was not doing well uh, How how is she now by the way She's fully medicated and, it, and it's, uh, it's way, way better. I mean, she's in the place, best place uh, we could have hoped for. So we are very grateful for, for that kind of development. I, I didn't see that coming at all. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I was, I was actually, you know, and we were discussing what's the best, what's the pe- best path to, to take from here with, uh, with all these things going on. I mean, what I'm trying to accomplish here is just not being a part of something. It's not just about going, going to work, right? I want to be the best at what I do, and to be the best at what I do, we we need to have like a, a solid base. My, I, I need yeah. my family. I need, you know, you know the saying, yeah. "Happy wife, happy life," right? Mm-hmm. And I, I need everyone to be happy at home. I need everyone to be, be in a place where, where they're in balance and they feel good. And and I mean, twenty twenty one was none of that we had to fight every single day to, to get, you know, where we wanted. And, and I, I have to be honest, I was considering retiring MMA. I was considering retiring sports completely find a job. I mean, I, I, we do have a very comfortable life in Denmark. There's a lot of opportunities, a lot of exciting things that I could be do that I could be doing uh, if if I didn't have the ambition and, and the dreams I have towards MMA. So i mean
0: like what like what would you do like like would you be a a broadcaster or would you work like help coach the olympic team or what would you do i see you in a suit a lot
1: well i've done a lot of (laughs) would uh, you put on a suit (laughs) i've i've done a lot of uh commentating i've done a lot of tv shows in denmark i'm speaking in denmark i'm you know i've (laughs) we, we have a lot of things going on in denmark and and a lot of exciting stuff uh maybe maybe a little little too much uh, okay. in terms of the focus that i need to have on sport but i mean lots of opportunities so i mean the thought that the, the discussion we had about retiring mma was real and and have i not found the team that i found down here in arizona uh at fight ready i think it would have been natural to retire Uh, I mean, I was I was in the middle of of all the things you just mentioned. Uh, And not not only that, I I think looking back that I've been in a very, very that I've actually been suffering from stress, like looking back the mind fog, not being able to to put words together uh, in the correct way. I mean, I was I was from the black
0: mold from the black mold.
1: I think it was a combination of living in a house infested with black mold, uh, the stress uh, that comes with a chronic disease as as MS, you know, being the sole provider of my family, taking yeah. care of of my family, having, you know, putting the response. I mean, it's family first, so Nothing I do is is without the, you know, everything is with the purpose of of taking care of my family. Yeah, and I mean, everything was was just you know going from a very solid place. I like to be. I like to be grounded I like to know what what's going on I like to be in control everything was just whoosh, up in the air and, yeah. and I really had to struggle to to go, to get through that that period and I think looking back I think the training giving that I'm in a, in a great shape that I'm eating well that I'm trying to get the sleep that, that I'm supposed to I think that helped me a lot but I've and you can't in, stop
0: and feel sorry for yourself for a second right?
1: I mean, at, at this there's point, no time I'm,
0: in the day to be like, poor me. It's like, oh, fuck, I got two kids. I got this dream. I got this wife. Like, uh, when I'm 50, I, I'll have a good cry. I'll have a good cry when I'm 50.
1: I mean, there's no time whatsoever to sit down. I mean, if, if there's been a time in my life where it would have made sense to sit down and cry, that would probably have been it. But that's not the way I like to run things. That's not the way, that's not something that I that I like to relate to. I know, I know life is going to, bring tough times i know i'm gonna gonna have adversity be disease, be whatever but i mean i believe if 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 i just and and it might even if i just put my focus where it needs to be the perception that might even be just breathing i mean making sure that i breathe a couple of times a day just to get get the energy that i need putting one foot i mean it could even be just putting one foot in front of the other and that was really where where i was at and um, that was the that was the that was the feeling that you the mind fog and everything and then I got the call from my my manager Ali who who said hey, brother I got to fight for you uh, and I mean in all of that I I knew that I also had to fight for my career I mean being a UFC fighter is something that a lot of people want to do if I'm not fighting someone else is fighting so it was also about taking care of my career so I accepted the fight um I flew out to Vegas no clue whatsoever where i was going to do my my fight camp it was kind of just okay wow we're going this is now this is i mean who's we, we who to, came
0: with you did a coach come with you
1: it was my, my i mean i've done this with my wife uh we've been we've been doing this together so i mean when when i say we that's my wife and i we discussed it and say hey it's it's either we we either retire now or we say go i mean we can't prolong this anymore she so your better- manager,
0: Ali, gets you a fight and you come out to Vegas with, with no, you, you haven't, you don't know where you're going to train or who's going to train you besides I, yourself.
1: I, I booked, I booked a, an apartment for a week.
0: Oh my God. This is I crazy. booked an apartment
1: for a week. Um, I came in, I mean, I was all jet lagged. I was, uh, <laughs> to be honest, I was suffering a little bit from, from stress I, something i didn't respond to but i i mean i i feel it yeah. looking back with the, yeah. with the mind fog with with everything that was going on i mean that was that's the worst case of stress i've ever felt i mean that would have been enough to to put people on uh whatever it called sick relief or whatever right. i mean right we had to work through it i came out i, I booked a, a week um, and uh that, that was the time i gave myself to find the place that i wanted to I was looking at a place, uh, you know, King's MMA. I was looking at a place in Denver. I was looking, looking at different opportunities. I knew I wanted, uh, I, I knew I was looking for a place that, that could develop me. And then out of the blue, I mean, I land, uh, I land Sunday night out of the blue, the captain, Eric, one of the coaches down here, he calls me three thirty in the night. I landed Sunday night. Um, he calls me, uh, Oh, that was Saturday night. He calls me, Three thirty, he asked, "Hey Mark, what are you doing?"
0: Three thirty in the, the morning.
1: Yes, that's in the morning.
0: What was he doing awake?
1: He just he just completed a, a Bellator fight with one of his fighters, and he's saying, "Like, <laughs> hey Mark, what are you doing?" Say, "Hey man, I, I'm trying to get some sleep here, but I was I had obviously I had jet lag, so I was up." He says, "Hey, can I come over for a cup of coffee?" He says, "Sure." So four a.m., he comes over, and he goes, "Like, who is this? Who is this again?" This is the captain. Uh, Eric he's the okay. you know head coach of several you know one of the best MMA uh, coaches in the world okay and um, so he comes over for him and he says like okay I know what you're trying to accomplish I've I've been there before with Henry Cejudo with uh, Patricio and Patrick Pitbull um, those are Bellator uh, champs I think you should con- consider driving down to uh, to Scottsdale and and see the setup we have down here and uh, so we discussed it a couple of hours and he almost missed his plane. He was going back to, to Phoenix uh, 7 a.m. He almost missed the plane. But uh, so I thought about it a couple of days. And at, at that, you know, how do you explain that? At the, the mindset I had back then, I was just like, Jesus, I don't know what I'm going to do here. It, it it felt kind of overwhelming. Yeah. I thought like, okay, let's just do the camp here in uh, in, in Vegas because that's, yeah. you know, that's, that's the easy thing. I, I yeah. knew it wasn't the right thing to do, but.
0: Easy, convenient. It's still good.
1: Yes, but somehow, and I can't really explain it. I can't really explain why the captain calls me three thirty and asks me to come down. Like sometimes, if you send something out there in the universe, it, it will respond. It's just a matter of you are able to, to listen to it, right? Right.
0: right and right.
1: Uh, I don't. I don't know what happened, but uh, I mean, I booked a car. I did a road trip down to to Scottsdale. Yeah, I had the opportunity to see the team that was working with the Korean Zombie another great fighter, and actually a guy that's fighting for a belt, uh, yeah. April ninth. Yeah, same card as I'm. Uh, crazy. Crazy. Uh, uh, the team was the team was working with uh, with the Korean Zombie, and I got to see the way they worked. And I mean,
0: another man just, with probably ins- uh, he appears to have insane work ethic. That dude's amazing
1: absolutely and integrity
0: absolutely. didn't didn't he didn't he put his mma career on hold to go serve in his military in his country's military and then came back to mma i think he has some crazy story like that i think he's a man of such high integrity
1: that sounds that sounds right so that was uh, and that was it and i i didn't go back to the apartment in uh, in vegas i mean it was still there but i stayed in, in scottsdale and uh I mean, I I I slept a couple of days around at some of the guys at the gym, and then I found a place down here. I called my wife and say, "Hey,
0: this is it." And then
1: I and then I brought my I brought my family out. We stayed here for the entire camp leading up to Clay Guida.
0: Wow, well, you must be so proud, also, to introduce your kids to so much. For people who don't know, have never been to Scottsdale, uh, Arizona, it is there's a lot of money there and because there's a lot of money there, there's a ton of resources there. I'm actually going to go there in a couple of days and stay there for 10 days. And like, I mean, they have everything. They have like giant rooms. You can fly around. Like there's no gravity. They have skate parks. They have uh butterfly park. I mean, they got, they got the best fighters in the world. I mean, it's in the middle of the desert and they have every, I mean, every, it's a, it's, um, it's probably one of the greatest cities in the world that people, a lot of people don't know about. And it's one of the fastest growing cities in the world.
1: Yes, absolutely. And it's, it's an amazing place, which is, I mean,
0: and it's a desert. Have you ever been to, do they have, they don't have a desert in Denmark, do no, they? No, no, no,
1: no. So they you're have, like
0: seeing cactuses. You know, those cactuses will fall on people and kill them, right? Those Saharos. Have people told you stories about that? N-
1: no, no so they're
0: illegal to cut down or steal or anything but there are there, there there was a period of time where people were trying to steal them and dig them up and they would find dudes dead because they'd be digging around that thing and you know that thing's full of water so it weighs thousands of pounds even though it's only six feet tall it's basically just it's just tons of water Jesus. and people would dig them out and then they would find the dude dead at night in the morning and it would be fall down and have them pinned you know with all the needles out wow. yeah those okay. are amazing plants right and you just see them in the weirdest places you're like hmm, they just left this one here
1: so that's a good that's a good thing to note. So stay away from scorpions, rattlesnakes, and cactus.
0: Yeah, the Sahara is, is no joke. No,
1: nope.
0: um, I've had you on a long time. I want to ask you one uh, final question. Uh, final question: What does it take to be in a relationship with someone who is performing at your level? I don't think a lot of people understand. Mm-hmm what it's like to be the husband or a wife of someone like you, you're not going to meet someone and like, who's great. And then just like ride their coattails. Like I'm trying to figure out how to like there you, you're not normal people. Like you can't, you can't bug like a great person. You
1: you can't try to cage
0: a a hawk. If a hawk is trying to set a world record for flying high, you, you really can't do a lot of shit with that hawk. You got, you, you have to kind of be an observer mode. It takes a special person to be with someone like you, right?
1: absolutely first first and foremost a lot of love Uh, yeah that's that's a that's an important ingredient like you like
0: you need a lot of love you need a lot of like so that will and let me tie this to that question too there's two i feel like there's two kinds of people in this world and maybe there's more but there's people who are like succeeding because they like they have an axe to grind that teacher who called them fat in the fourth grade they're going to show fucking them you know what i mean
1: Mm. or
0: there's people like me I don't have like an ax to grind with anyone, but my mom and my, and my sister and my, and my wife believe in me. And so I'm like, fuck, I better not fuck up. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I have people who believe in me and, and I, and and I need that. I need that love. I need crazy amount of love too. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I I can relate to that. And so a lot of love and um, it's also about having fun. I mean.
0: you, might you mean like to not to make things heavy? Like you can't have her make things heavy? Like if something's bothering you, she has to have fun and make it light? Like she has to be like an alchemist? Is that what you mean by have fun?
1: We have we have an amazing word in the Danish language. It's called put. Put. It, it, put. And it's a very short word that means don't worry about it. If something go, goes wrong, if something goes like you didn't expect, Put. Don't worry about it. And I think that's one of that's one of the key words in, in, in I mean in all all we do, right? Because we, we strive very high. I mean we we believe the sky is the limit. We do what we can, we put our best at it, and but we also have the you know the buffer that's put. I mean none of us are um, committed above our abilities. I mean, and th- that's really why I love sports because it it gives me the gives me the opportunity to find how great can I be. But but there's like that we need the buffer saying like okay this is my limit, this is the best I, this is the f- furthest I can go. This is this is what I got in the tank right now. Not only as a as a fighter, but as a husband, as a as a father. I I, I truly strive towards being great at you know several things, being a great. Father is one of my biggest, you know, goals in life. Being a great husband, being a great person. I want to be someone that my kids can look up to, can admire, looking at and be inspired. Saying like, okay, when they find themselves in a situation where they feel doubt, when they're they're you know afraid of what the future holds, I, I want to be able to aspire, inspire them towards taking that jump, taking the leap, trusting in no matter what happens, you'll land on both feet. So, I mean, you know, when you describe that grinding an axe, well, I'd love to grind an axe. I don't feel any pressure towards grinding an axe. I don't have any anything to prove left. I'm already the most accomplished wrestler in the history of, of Danish wrestling. I mean, I've accomplished, based on, on the, the things that, you know, the fa- facilities I've had available, I've accomplished things that I'm very proud of. So, I mean, what I'm doing right now is based out of love. It's ba- based out of of an interest of something you know a curiosity saying like okay i mean imagine how cool it is to move from one country to another country do something we love moving from right now i love the country of denmark i've served in the military i would die for the country moving from that being said moving from freezing cold right now to the sun of arizona being able to put my family out here and a a great incredible experience the next two years I mean, I'm so excited, not only on behalf of the whole journey towards MMA, but also for my family. It's an amazing experience. Imagine the things that my kids will tell their kids when they grow up, right? You remember that time in Arizona we went to and and, and so on. So, I mean, life is great. Life is great. It's not all, I mean, everything is not all, all about grinding that ax. It is about having fun no matter what we do. And I don't yeah. care if that is going in and getting punched in the face. I mean, we are all different. I think that's one of the things that 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 is really important in this. Uh, I mean, we all have different opinions. Yeah. And that's okay. We're all different. And I mean, have fun. Yeah. Have fun no matter what.
0: Okay. I lied to you. Um, last question. Well, um, your fight is on April 9th.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, and it's against a guy named Vince, right?
1: Can I just? Uh, yes, go go go. Correct that. Yeah. My fight is actually in forty minutes. I'm fighting every single day. <laughs> right. The fight that's coming up, April 9th it might be the the thing on the cherry cake. But I mean, I'm going at it at a hundred percent every single day. I'm having fun every single day. So next fight is in forty minutes, and uh, I'll have another one later today. It's about doing my best, not. When I'm fighting, you know, but every single day.
0: Why did they move your scheduled, uh, the fight? I. And does that drive I, you crazy?
1: No, it. I mean, I'm the the reason it's sitting right here. I have to take responsibility of that uh with all the things that we had going on in denmark i thought after the clay guida fight i thought i would be getting back to a house that was uh, fully renovated right that uh got postponed uh we had some some things that we needed to to attend to back in denmark so i mean i i actually had to uh to ask the ufc to to postpone the fight because i wasn't ready gotcha i mean i wasn't ready so that i mean i came out here a couple of weeks ago and I've been going at it a hundred percent, but I believe you know, I believe in things happen at the right time for the right yeah. reason. Yeah. And it, it wasn't it wasn't the right time. That time was about being there for my family, being that there for my wife, family first. My family needed me at that time. I would have loved to 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 do the fight. Don't get me wrong. That part uh, is nagging me a little bit that I can't fight um that soon. But it it was, I mean. You're asking me to fight or taking care of my family, and yep. as I said during this this talk, I mean, family first, no matter what.
0: Yep, it's been the theme. I'm really impressed, man. Uh, I really appreciate your time. when When you responded to me on Instagram, I was I was tickled. I'm so happy. Uh, we've We've had a ton of amazing people on here. The last Olympian we had on here, we we had Kayla Harrison on here a couple weeks ago, and man, you guys are you guys are special people. You really, I, I really feel, uh, Thank you, Seven. I feel, I feel like I grow just being around you guys. You're, you're a man of positivity family. I'm a father too. You're a good, you're a good, you, you inspire me and, uh, and, and I appreciate it. And we will be watching on April 9th and I'm super excited. Um, I believe in your, in your, in your two-year journey. So uh, we'll be in touch.
1: Thank you so much. Seven, thank you for having me on.
0: Yeah, absolutely.